can we attain the same level of trust? Before starting out on the road to trusting God, we ask the obvious questions. Is perfect trust attainable for us? Do we need to practice it? Can we? In this chapter, we'll see the importance of trust for our spiritual lives. I'll show how my lack of trust threatened my relationship with Christ. Father Benedict Rochelle will teach us where trust fits into the usual pattern of spiritual growth. Finally, we'll consider several signs of distrust. Therese's trust in God is almost legendary, so much so that we might consider such trust beyond our reach. In her family and later in the Carmelite cloister, she was bathed in a culture focused on Christ. When she struggled at school, she came home to learn among those who understood her. When she wanted to give herself fully to God, she became a nun. When she began to speak about her little way of spiritual childhood, others encouraged her. We daily encounter challenges to trust that she never faced. The world around us, sometimes even including our dearest family members, meets our desire for God with indifference or hostility. In the church, others think us presumptuous for even striving to follow God more faithfully. And an insistent voice inside us urges us at every step to abandon our course. Why focus on trust, we ask ourselves. There are so many pressing problems for Catholics in today's world, battling the culture of death, bringing strays back to the faith, revamping catechesis, caring for the poor. Why not focus instead on one of these? When we ponder this question more deeply, the mistaken notion behind it reveals itself. We do not practice one virtue or join an apostolate in isolation from the rest of our Christian life. Focusing on trust does not take us away from these other important things. It helps us advance in them. Fighting the culture of death, for example, can be discouraging, heartbreaking, and personally risky. Trust gives us the strength to persevere. Likewise, we must trust God with the hearts of the lost, for ultimately only He can convert them. We must trust Him to work through His church, even when the humans who make up that church fall short. And unless we can accept God's providence, the trials of the poor will crush our spirits. Why should we focus on trust? In a letter to Marie of the Sacred Heart, Therese put it concisely, It is trust and nothing but trust that must bring us to love. The Passion of St. Therese, 61 Love, of course, is God Himself. In other words, we cannot grow close to Him until we trust Him. But wait, we say, wasn't Therese exaggerating? Did she really mean nothing but trust would lead us to God? Trust was no minor theme in Therese's life. From the beginning, the Holy Spirit seems to have chosen her to be an apostle of trust, to teach us what it really means to trust God. Therese followed the road of love to its very end. This road of love was her little way. Trust guided her, preventing her from stalling or veering off course. What offends Jesus, she wrote in her first preserved letter to Marie Guerin, what wounds him to the heart is want of confidence. Thoughts of St. Therese, 82 
Marie at that time was suffering from scruples that tempted her to avoid receiving communion. Therese was certain that her cousin's lack of trust in God's mercy would offend him more than any little sin she might have committed when she was striving to follow him. Therese had faced the same temptation and God had shown her the solution. The proper response to our weaknesses is trust. Now, does that mean that only trust is necessary for the spiritual life? That the other virtues will get us nowhere? Not exactly. Other virtues will get us somewhere, but if trust does not accompany them, our spiritual growth will come to an end. We must let go of control over our spiritual lives in order to be saints. Let's face it, such control is an illusion anyway, but God will not force us to give it up. He requires us to surrender it willingly.